Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. Can I be the one in charge of buying toilet paper from now on? Uh, if you want to, since the last package you bought is like the most paper thin stuff ever, but go for That's, it. That was my complaint. That was you, not me. Uh, you bought- Nope, 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 nope. You are 1000% you... wrong, my friend. That last per- purchase was yours. You bought the cheap, shitty toilet paper, not me. Sorry. I've been, I've been holding this in for a week. Um, no, because I thought you bought uh, I thought you bought tracing paper for toilet paper, and every time I go to the bathroom, I get angry because um, I got little paper cuts in my butthole because of how cheap the toilet paper is. Nope, you can turn that blame inward because that was all you. You know what happened was my my mom um, doesn't bring toilet paper anymore, so I have to go buy some, and, and so that's probably what happened. And clearly, you don't know the best brands to buy because you probably never had to buy it before because your mom always bought it. I was thinking, you know, we go to Whole Foods and sometimes we'll drop four hundred on groceries, and and yet you you went cheap and frugal on toilet paper, and I was going to have a conversation with you about it, but. Um, so how do you feel now that you just found out that that was you that bought that? Well, I'm not sure if it's me. I mean, it I'm could be. I'm a thousand percent sure that it's you. Well, here's the thing. When I buy toilet paper and when I buy Q-tips, I always make sure the toilet paper is two or three ply. And I make sure the Q-tips are not some uh, cheap-ass CVS or Rite Aid, but it's like legit Q-tips. So that's why I thought it was you. That's why I thought the toilet paper was, <laughs> no. you, was you. I buy, actually, to be honest with you, when I go and buy it in bulk, I buy the Target brand, and the Target brand is actually super thick and cushy. You came home with whatever from Rite Aid, and it's like tracing paper, but that is a thousand percent on you and not me. I, I would own it if it was me. I would actually be proud of myself uh, for saving money, but it's not me. <laughs> well, now we have to um, go through the, the shitty toilet paper. And our quality of life is going to go down. Nothing puts you in a state of fight or flight faster <laughs> than wiping your ass with tracing paper. Well, we paper. have 
two bathrooms, so you could just put it in the bathroom that the guests use, and no, then we could make no, no, nice no, no, no. delivery. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't save shit. I don't like saving stuff. It's uh, we're, we're either using it or it's in the trash can. None of this hoarding. Keep it extra in the back room. None of that stuff. All right. Today is a very special episode because we're going to um, read letters that that you and I both wrote uh, to our exes. Now they're not letters that we are sending to them. I mean, no, but they will be printed probably. Yeah, we're not sending it to them. We are, but we are putting it in a book for uh, the world to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But they're not specifically delivered to them. If they happen to stumble, you know what? They're just messages in the bottle, like that you throw into the ocean. And if it if it washes up their shore, that's great. If it doesn't, then that's great too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we added this uh, to our book, at least for now. We'll see if it makes it past the editors. But we thought it was fun to do this. And this was actually your idea. Uh, you went first. And what made you want to do this? Um, God, I don't know, actually. I was just, you know, I think one of the interesting things that's been coming up while I've been writing this book, um, something that I actually wasn't expecting as I've been having a lot of feelings come up, like I, I've been, I think I've been processing a lot of stuff around past relationships yeah. as I've been writing this. And I, I didn't think that that would be a thing because, you know, this book is, it's obviously also like growing through our relationship and, you know, helping people with certain tools that we use and things like that. And um, yeah, I think I've just been really surprised continuously how much like old stuff has actually come up that I, I hadn't really processed prior. <laughs> This is actually good news. I mean, because it means that you're writing uh, from a place of truth and your writing is bringing up emotion. So you're not like just writing on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's good. Uh, do you want to go first or should I? Um, I can go first. I mean, I, I have read yours. I, I think that yours is a little bit more specific, like like detailed to the point of like people will know who you're talking about. Mine, mine are a little bit more um, vague on purpose. But. Well, I don't, I don't think people will know who I'm talking about, but the, the, if I'm talking about like the actual person I'm writing to or about will know, but other than that, I don't mention names or anything, but, yeah. but, but yeah, mine is more specific. Okay. Um, a letter to my exes. I want to say first that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't aware of my patterns. I wasn't aware of how my unconscious and your unconscious were locked in an unseen battle to heal wounds that could never be healed, at least with each other. That I stewed in resentment rather than speaking up in a healthy and clear way. That I loved you for the potential of who I thought you could be rather than who you were in the moment. That my unexamined attachment wounds caused me to withdraw and emotionally abandon you every time I was overwhelmed or afraid that I wasn't aware of how I was loving with my past, that I wasn't able to communicate my needs in a way that didn't feel like I was nagging or mothering you, that I mothered you, that my codependency caused me to use emotions and words to try and manipulate and control to soothe my own anxieties, that my fear of rocking the boat was greater than my desire to be authentic and truthful about my feelings that my abandonment wound ran so deep that it controlled my ability to be truly vulnerable with you. And that in the end, we could never truly be in it 100% because I just wasn't capable. I'm sorry if my inability made it feel unsafe for you to go there as well. I also want to say thank you. 
Thank you for loving me the best way that you knew how. Thank you for all of the laughs we shared and the amazing memories and experiences I now hold close. Thank you for helping me understand myself more fully and for being part of my journey. Thank you for supporting me and encouraging me. And honestly, thank you for the conflict. It was more helpful for me than you will ever know. Please know I fully own my part in the souring of the relationship. I will not slander your name or play the victim. And I will also not take on more than my 50% as it is not mine to carry. And doing that would rob you of your ownership should you choose to hold it. I love you and I want the best and most amazing life possible for you. I hope that you find or have found a depth of love and acceptance that you never imagined possible. And I hope that you reflect back on our time together with some fondness. I hope that you know I loved you fiercely in the absolute best way that I could. Mm. Also, I just heard you yawn as I was reading that. Oh, I hope they edit that out. Yeah, I thought that letter was really, um, I thought it was beautiful and sweet. And I, th- I thought it was, oh, the word's not sweet. I thought it was beautiful and, and kind. You know what? It sounds like a letter from someone who has went through some kind of journey and, and has revelations, has some peace. Um, it doesn't sound like a letter, um, obviously, where you're being uh, defensive or um, punching. You know, it sounds like a, a letter of closure. Yeah, I, I think I was more defensive when my last relationship ended. And I think through a lot of the work that I've been doing, especially in the last year or two in particular, a lot of the work around my codependency um, and just in growing, I think, with you in this relationship, I think I've really let go a lot of the defensiveness. I think I've really like stepped in and stepped up and taken, like picked up the part of these relationships that I should have always been carrying as like my part in it, you know? Um and I, and I really own it. It doesn't feel good to say, but I, I really do take responsibility for my 50%. Yeah. Do you feel that if you were different, it would have been different? I think that we both would have had to have been different for it to be different. Yeah. Because again, like I'm, I'm only 50% any relationship, right? And I, I think that had I been different, I don't know that we would have been attracted to each other in the same way at that same time. Um, I agree with you that you're only 50% of any relationship, but also I do think that one person changing can change the dynamic of a relationship, but that may not be enough change for the relationship to change. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did change. I started my journey when I was in my last relationship and it did not cause us to grow together. <laughs> it alienated right. him from me. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, actually I would say most of the time, in couples counseling, the couple ends up breaking up because um, one is on a, 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 a you know a, a looking inward growth journey. The other one is usually defensive or not or doing it just coming to couples for his or her partner. Mm-hmm. And so um, couples actually uh, couples therapy actually amplifies the the drift like it actually makes them drift further because yeah yeah, so that happens often like i i've had most couples that have come to me have ended up going their own ways um and it makes the therapist feel like uh he's not doing his job but what's really happening is he is doing his job it's just people are growing quickly apart because they're growing Mm -hmm. growing away yeah i think that's why it's like 
it's, I don't know. I mean, I have a very strong opinion on going, seeing somebody when things are good, not waiting to see somebody until things are bad. Yeah, but that's not the majority. No, I know. Uh, people go to couples counseling when it's usually too late or when they're forced to, when, yeah. when it's like, you know, there's a threat that someone's going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And by that time, like you said, it's usually too late. Um, if you're going because you're being forced, most likely the other person's already got one foot out the door. Uh, and if you guys are both going when it's like to the point where it's almost too late, then there's a reason why it's almost too late, I guess. Yeah. So how do you feel about this reading it out loud? I don't know. It feels good. I mean, it, it still all rings true when I read it back. Is there a part of you that wants to delete it? No. Okay, good. I don't think you should. No, not at all. I think it's, I think it rings true. And I think it's, you know, it, it very specifically speaks, you know, I would say it speaks in particular to like one X, um, yeah. at more strongly than the other, only because my other ex, I was so young that it's almost impossible. I think at this age to reflect back and really know what so much of that was about. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, course. it's like a lifetime ago. Um, I know it could be trauma. I know it was upbringing. I know it was codependency. I know it's all the things, but this one, this more recent one was obviously more recent, right? So it's a little bit more fresh. A letter to my exes. These messages are scattered like puzzle pieces, unnamed, unidentified, and in no particular order. There are snippets of my feels and what I would say to my exes today if I could. You know, I say they're unidentified, but I guess they are kind of identified. because No, yours are very identified. Well, I mean, I don't use names. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, to my first real relationship, I look back at our dance and feel nothing but gratitude when you wanted to end it. I was sad, but it felt right. I remember, I remember playing Green Day's um, Good Riddance while driving my mom's champagne Cadillac and having a sense mm -hmm. of acceptance and closure. When we ran into each other a decade later at the Al-Anon meeting and you confessed you had kissed someone at a concert while we were together, I wasn't mad or hurt. It just made me realize how people drift and that three years is a long time. You were the first girlfriend who slept in my room, laying tracks for my parents to accept me dating non-Korean girls. Our love was innocent and genuine. I'm so grateful you were my relationship trading wheels. Oh, that sounds kind of, that sounds kind of like, um, like you're putting it down, putting, well, I mean, she was my first, minimizing. My, yeah. I mean, having someone be your training wheels kind of sounds minimizing, but that's the truth. I mean, um, everyone has their first training wheels. You mm -hmm. know, this was the, my first three year relationship. I was in my twenties. And, um, anyway, when I think about you, I only see the light in your smile. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. That's a lyric from green days. Good riddance. So that's the first one. And, you know, the first relationship I had um, there, it wasn't, I mean, it was so, there, there was nothing bad. Like there were, no one was fighting. It was just uh, young and um, yeah, it was like nothing but yeah. really, really good memories. It, I mean, yeah. there was like no stain, you know, um, like if I ran into her at the grocery store today, I would give her a big hug and it would almost be like we, you know, had, went to high school together. It would just mm -hmm. be, it would, it's all love. All right. Uh, next one. Oregon, your last email was crushing. It was extremely hurtful and confusing. I thought we were good, but then realized that you're still not. I had no idea how much anger and resentment you still carry for what happened, especially after we finally sat down after 10 years of radio silence and you gave me the kind of goodbye hug that felt like things were closed for you and you, were gen and you genuinely wanted the best for me. 
I guess it's fair. I've tried to put myself in your shoes. I could blame what happened on so many things, my wiring, codependency, addiction in my blood, being a child and not having a strong sense of self. But at the end of the day, I was aggressive and dishonest with you. I'm sorry for hurting you the way I did in so many ways. If there was one thing I could go back and change in this life, it would be what happened. I hope you and your family are well and thriving. I will always love you guys from a distance. So I don't mean I, I, you know, if there's one thing I could change in my life, I could go back and still be together. That's not what I mean. I mean, I, we, I could go back and change um, my awareness differently. Yeah, you know, um, the, just the way that I was, you know, uh, and, and also there are parts where I felt like I should have spoken up and stood up for myself that I didn't, especially the way the way that it ended. So um, that was a big one for me. And then the next one. Georgia, you were a soft sparrow I held with two hands, then stepped on. You trusted me, and I was careless and reckless with your heart. I didn't know I was going to end it the way I did. I am sorry if I made you feel insecure and unlovable, or maybe you realized that you dodged a bullet. I remember you said to me once, you're not happy, and I remember being defensive. But you were right. I wasn't happy, and I wonder how much of that contributed to my drift with us. Thank you for being so kind and gentle with me. You made me feel like I hung the moon saying, sorry, it doesn't change anything. So I just want you to know you had a huge impact on my life and our collision um, was a remember. What? <laughs> sorry. You had a huge, in you're laughing at my writing. <laughs> you had a, <laughs> I'm speaking John Kim guys. Uh, you had a huge impact on my life and our collision was a reminder let me talk, hold on. Reminder um, of, of, of not on. Yeah. Of <laughs> you're actually reading this and trying proofreading this shit. And, you know, I'm surprised that this isn't already changed. Wow. Well, that's, I, that's, I that's growth for you. Yet. Yeah. That's growth for you. That. I haven't gotten this far down yet. I've already changed a lot of your shit. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so I just want you to know that you had a huge impact on my life and our collision was a reminder of what I needed to work on. So this one, um, I really feel bad. And this one, uh, we haven't talked since, but um, I feel bad because I feel like I uh, bullied her. I, I feel like um, the way that I ended it, it's not that I wasn't kind, but it was unexpected. It came out of nowhere. And looking back, you know, um, I tell people sometimes the way that you end a relationship can be a, an act of violence. You know, it can be tra traumatic. And um, she was just such a sweet, amazing, kind person. And out of nowhere, I just, I ended up, I ended it really fast. And I think it was um, kind of a shock. And, and yeah, so I feel bad, really bad about that one. Um, and then this one, the last one was my latest, uh, Florida. I'm going to focus on what we had, not on how things went down. As I'm reading this, I'm, real, I'm realizing um, there's a few relationships where I feel like um, things kind of went south and didn't end well. Mm -hmm. uh, you got me in a way no one else did. I always think about two kids ditching school and getting into things when I think about our relationship. It makes sense since we had a friendship base or maybe we were childhood friends in a past life. We built a fort and played hard, and I will always value that as well as our story and who I became because of it. I have no idea where you're at today with me, but I hope there is no hate or resentment. I have zero on my end, only good thoughts and best wishes for your trajectory. So that one's kind of unfinished, but um, 
Yeah, those are my letters to uh, my my exes. The uh, I mean, the, not the people I've dated. These are like the big relationships, the three year, three three plus years, all of these. So, was the only time that you were actually left the one from when you were really young? Have you ended every other one? No, no. I guess Oregon technically didn't end. Yeah, and and the one that I was really young. It wasn't. It was so weird. It was almost like we were both on the same page, but mm-hmm. technically she she said she, it first. Kind of she thing. said it first. Yeah. Um, the and it, and if I stayed longer in that, it would have just been because of convenience and because mm-hmm. not because you know. Uh, yeah. The uh, Oregon she left, and then the other ones um, I did. Yeah. How does it feel for you? Um, to be reading or to be listening to me um, writing less letters to my exes? Did anything come up for you or no? Um, no, I actually think if I'm being completely honest, I think the only time in reading this, anything came up that I would say is like about myself or about me is the part where you said you got me in a way that no one else did. Mm. I always think about two kids itching school and getting into things. That makes me like, oh, somebody else gets you more than me. <laughs> well, I don't think it's more than you. And also, um, I don't know in what tense I'm writing this. I thought about that. Um, you, and, and, and you bring up a really good point because I, I don't think with relationships, there's a, it's a linear measure. You know what I'm saying? So like at that time, I think, and this is before I met you, um, and that's why I said you got me more than anyone else did. I mean, I could write at that time. I think you get me in different ways that she, like, I think it's like every relationship you have with anyone, whether it's romantic or not, there, there's so many layers and so complicated that it's not that simple. Like this person got me more. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not even, I don't think I'm even bringing that up because I want you to try to make me feel better or convince me. I just think that that was just, I'm just putting words to something that was like a little bit of like a, oh, like a pain. I mean, I I think it's the same, you know, we've talked about this, like my, um, you know, my, my other two major relationships, like they were very different. I mean, we were very different people, right? I was different. They were different than you. So, um, I was in a very different place in my life with both of them. And, you know, I always said that my last boyfriend, like fiance, whatever that I, um, you know, we could go to the bar and sit at the bar and drink beers all night and talk for like 10 hours about music and this and that, you know, and so it was, it was a different relationship and he got me in a different way than, than you do, but that's because we were different people. So. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know. I mean, of course we could go to a bar and have conversations and hang out, but I don't know if you would, it would be, uh, you know, on the same level as with your, your, your ex. And also you're right. You were also different then your interests were different. Um, but even if they weren't, uh, there's something about two people's chemistry. Right. And, and, I was going to say it's chemistry. Yeah. It's, it's a strange chemistry. It's like a concoction of things that can't be, um, replicated. Right. And so it doesn't matter if we're talking about a friend, because if you think about your friends, mm-hmm. you know, still chemistry, it's still chemistry. And you can't say that one friend is a better friend than, I mean, I guess you can, but if you pick like three of your best friends, they're all your best friends for different reasons. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course there's, there's tons of overlap, right? I mean, they, they all give you 
um, you know, the, the basics, which is, you know, they trust and friendship and support and all of that. But after that, the relationships, they're subtly different. And mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing with romantic relationships. And that's just the truth. It's not just us, it's everyone. So um, what you have with me in our chemistry is different than, yeah. you know, and, and, and there's going to be other things that you had with other exes like banter or maybe humor or like maybe taste in music or whatever um that probably measure hi higher yeah you know and no, that's I, I think that's okay and you know one of the things about our relationship is that is new for both of us is that there is contrast yeah i agree the con well the contrast i mean i guess there's contrast in all of them but it's it's a very different kind of contrast you know what it is it's a contrast that with awareness <laughs> Yeah. There's yeah. an awareness, like uh, a different level of awareness. Like, obviously I was aware that there was contrast in my past relationships, but this relationship awareness is like a different level. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I don't use the contrast as a, an escape latch like I used to. The other thing that, that you and I share that's new, um, and, and, and uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day, is um, home meaning yes you've lived with other people i've lived with other people but um you and i created a family mm -hmm. so that's like different um elements into the concoction that also changes the chemistry yeah of course yeah and i mean it deepens it it deepens it it's also like you've actually added another human into the chemistry mix yeah absolutely so, so it's like I don't know what it's like with any of anyone that I've loved before to see them with my child and see them engage. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, mm -hmm. like when I see you um, dancing with Logan or swimming, or there's moments where I feel closeness to you that is different because I've never had a family with anyone else. Right. And so that's a different chemistry. So. Yeah, I mean, if you break it down and you're like, well, what about, you know, humor or the style or clothes? I mean, it's it's all going to vary. Um, but I think what you and I have that's different is where we're at in our lives. So um, awareness, family, um, a home, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, this was a really interesting exercise um, for me. Like I said, I think this actually came up just on the tail end of some stuff that was coming up when I was writing. And so it, it was kind of organic and just felt like it needed to be written. Um, and I, and I do hope that in particular, the two people that I have kind of in the back of my mind specifically, like, I do hope that they read it and, and I hope that they take what I say with all sincerity. I mean, one of them I'm, I'm still connected to and we're, we're fine and we're friends and, so, I mean, I could honestly just send this to him and he'd be like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But um, I think it's the ones that we have that we don't still have a connection to or like it ended messy or there's yeah. still some kind of weird energy out there around. Like, that's hard for me too, because I, I've never had that until this one person. And I, I don't have that with anybody else I've ever dated except for this one person. And so um, that's been a struggle for me to not feel like things are okay. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, I, um, I, I, I also, uh, struggle with that. I know that there are exes that, um, have 
feelings about me. Um, I, I am positive. <laughs> I have, I have proof via email that, uh, that, uh, I have exes that are angry and resent. I mean, I don't know if they are now, maybe they, you know, um, work through it, but, yeah. um, and that, that hurts because I always, you know, I always, I always talk about how, yes, things can, could have been bad and toxic and all that, but you know, we're on this planet for such a short time mm -hmm. and, no matter what went down, I mean, I think it's important to forgive. I mean, at least at least for yourself, you know. Um, but I understand that not everyone's there, or that's not yeah. what they what they want. That's their own story. It's not it's not in my business. But yeah, it does hurt me knowing that there are um, people that I have um, loved that um, do not like me or respect me or hate me or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know that that yeah. does hurt me. I think I think that hurts, and I think on top of that, it hurts. Um, it hurts me to know that there are people out there who, because of the way that it ended, like it potentially has somehow altered the way that they view the relationship and in its its entirety. Um, and I can't obviously I have no control over that and how other people see things and view things and choose to process or not process things. But there is a part of that that really hurts me because I, I do know in particular with my, with my ex-fiance that, um, I mean, and I also just know how he has always been with other relationships ending, whether it's friendships, partnerships, whatever, uh, that I think the relationship ending is like, that's it. That's the story of our relationship that he had, he will now forever hold on to. And it, it sucks to know that that's kind of colored the other like six great years that we had, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's, a, that's a really good point. It's so sad that we hold on to, or we kind of take the snapshot of how things end, ended yeah. instead of the um, entire relationship. And of course, there was good in the relationship or you guys wouldn't have been together, you know? Yeah. I wanted to end with a letter to you. And I don't mm -hmm. know if I want to put this in the um, in our book or not, just because, I mean, I would love to, but I don't know if it fits. I mean, our editor might be like, what the fuck is this book? Is just letters? Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Letters to your exes, letters to letters to your mom, letters to your. Um, so this is uh, something I wrote. Um, actually, uh, I, I wrote it a while ago, but um, I'm dedicating it to you. I mean, I mean it. I when I, when I read this, I, I mean it for us. If that makes sense, even though I wrote it before I met you, hmm. I don't know if that makes it less meaningful. <laughs> It sounds like it's just a cut and paste job that it's generic, but that's not true. Um, I, I mean, I know you and the way you butter knife things, so maybe, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. You know what it is? It's a real definition, uh, image of what I thought healthy love should and would look like before I discovered healthy love. Mm, okay. Dear Vanessa, we will both understand that there will be days when we can't stand each other. There will be days when you will want to punch me in the face and I will want to take the long way home. We will disagree on things like movies and books and politics and what to buy at the grocery store. I will forget things, misplace things. You will run late. Our friends will have opinions of us. We will fight, maybe a lot. You will shut down. I will wonder. But at the end of the day, we will both come back to each other. And your head will always fall back on my chest. And no matter how many times we fight, we will always fight fair. That will be a non-negotiable. And we will be together knowing that we are choosing to be together, not because of logic or loneliness or a ticking clock, not because we uh, look good on paper, take cute photos, or think we'll make cute babies. 
So I wrote that before I even knew I was going to have a baby. Not because we've already committed to this, not because we don't want to be alone, but because we believe in us and make a choice every single day to be in this and love each other the best way we know how. Our relationship will not be built on fear, as many are, but instead courage and transparency. And like any relationship, ours will also be hard. And like any relationship, there is no guarantee. We will not compare this to what was. Any residue we have from our past relationships we'll work on individually. It is our own responsibility and what being in something healthy looks like. We will sharpen each other and I will make you feel beautiful and you will make me feel invincible and vice versa. The only thing we can promise is to be honest and love as hard as we can. We both know there is risk. risk. We both know we can get hurt, but we are willing to put that on the line to experience the high notes of something meaningful. We will take responsibility for our own shit, but also leave room for magic and settle for nothing less. Love, love, John. I think we do a lot of that. Yeah, I think it fits. Thank you for listening, guys. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that, and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo. Journey coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.